This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, more stories about technology being used to combat the coronavirus, as well as tech challenges we're facing while working from home. We'll also take a look at how police are using images from home surveillance cameras nationwide and here in Akron to fight crime and keep neighborhoods safe. All this and more coming up. A private nonprofit applied science and technology company headquartered in Columbus, Ohio, got FDA approval this week for disinfecting N95 face masks so they can be safely reused by medical personnel in the battle against COVID-19. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus explains how Battelle's disinfection process works. Basically a room where you can put in 40,000 masks at a time, and with an aerosolized gas, it can kill the virus. And so two and a half hours later, you have a mask that can be used again. Each mask can be used 20 times. So every time it's sterilized, they mark it, and at 20, they throw it away. So that's almost 20 times more masks, if you think about just the simple numbers there. Also out of the Midwest this week, great news from Detroit as we learned that a GM plant that was closed there last year has been reopened, making a very different kind of product, protective face masks. Jeff Gilbert has more. The plant that for many years made transmissions was converted to making medical masks in less than a week. GM's Monty Doran says the plant was perfect because it has a clean room. What's amazing about the site is it is hermetically sealed and it has massive air changers that are refreshing the air on a very uh, regular basis. When up to full production, the plant will be able to make a million and a half masks a month. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. And in the UK, a different car maker is getting behind the effort to save lives by producing a different kind of breathing mask. Instead of the kind that protects medical personnel from catching the disease from their patients, this kind of mask helps hospitalized patients breathe without mechanical ventilator tubes inserted into their windpipes. They're what are known as continuous positive airway pressure devices, or CPAPs, which may be familiar to many of you as the kind of machine with a face mask that helps people breathe at night who have sleep apnea. CBS's Vicki Barker has more from London. Formula One races may be canceled worldwide, but Mercedes Formula One's joined a race against time. With help from clinicians and medical engineers, it's retooling to produce badly needed breathing masks for British hospitals. The high-performance carmaker says it can start producing a thousand devices a day by next week. Also this week, the FBI is warning that the Zoom teleconferencing platform used by millions of adults and school children who are working from home is being targeted by hackers. WBZ-TV reporter Nick Emmons is in Boston with more. It's called Zoom bombing, and in today's new world of working from home, it has the potential to become a real problem. This is certainly the warning shot that should be heard around the world. Recently, two local schools told the FBI about strangers crashing online courses with profanity and images of hate. But it can go further, says cybersecurity expert Peter Tran. You can have the teenager type of hacker for fun, or you can have the cyber criminal that really wants to listen in. 
Tran says people working from home are easy targets for hackers because a lot of people don't have the same security measures in place at home as their company does at the office. So there are steps you should take to protect yourself and your company. First, if hosting, don't make meetings public and control the access. So you have control over anybody who is attending or trying to join. Second, after everyone joins, make sure to do a roll call. If there's 12 and you only invite 10, you better be sure you check out who those extra two are. And last, don't share an invite link to a meeting on public platforms like social media. With millions of us quarantined at home, you'd think it would be a great time to get a little online shopping done, at least when you're not supposed to be on the clock working from home. And as CNET's Brian Cooley tells us, it is, with a few exceptions. The changing role of e-commerce. Online shopping has grown tremendously to a healthy 12% of all U.S. retail, but it continued to be thought of as the other way to shop by many consumers. But with the current virus pandemic, online shopping is becoming central. Its largest player, Amazon, made a telling shift, prioritizing healthcare products and home staples over other categories. You may have noticed a lot of things you used to get routinely in one or two days from Amazon now take up to a week to arrive. And reports are that Amazon recently stopped accepting shipments of consumer electronics to its own warehouses. That's its biggest category of sales, to free up warehouse space for the so-called staples and essentials. Though if you're scrambling to work from home all of a sudden, you might think a new webcam or laptop are pretty essential. Any area ordered to shelter in place quickly gets a new perspective on online shopping, one that may last post-pandemic. Since so many of us are confined to our homes this week, I thought it might be a good time to talk about how police are fighting crime by tapping into video recorded by home surveillance systems. The Akron Police Department recently partnered with Amazon so they can access videos from Ring home security cameras and interact with city residents through Amazon's Neighbors app. Akron Police Lieutenant Michael Miller explains how it works. You can have the actual doorbell device and or you can register for this Neighbors app does not require you to have the actual Ring doorbell device, but it's a portal that allows, say, if you and I live on the same street, it's all anonymous. Essentially, if me as an investigator, police officer, I don't know your address, I don't know your name or location, so every resident has that, say, you send a message, say, I saw suspicious activity, you would have a number like Neighbor 6. Say I responded, I said, oh my God, can you tell me more? My, my number may be Neighbor 7. So it's completely anonymous, and for those who have the actual Ring doorbell device and they have the other component that allows them to store their videos, if you will, on a cloud. Essentially, if there's a crime that is committed in the city, police department has an investigative interest in that crime, we would send a message through the, it's called the community portal. So we would send a message out, say, we're investigating crime ABC, and we would ask anyone, it's called a geofence within that particular area of the crime, you know, within a certain radius of the crime, if they happen to have captured any video. The beauty of it is there's still no way, absolutely no way for us to access their device. We can't get into their cloud. We don't know who they are essentially unless they share that information with us. 
So it's on a individual basis based on their interest or their willingness to communicate with us. While Miller says he doesn't have any examples quite yet of crimes that have been solved directly through the use of the app, he says it does hold a great deal of promise. We consider it really a game changer in terms of not only allowing us to you know, enter the conversation about things that matter to the community, neighborhood safety and things of that nature, but it's really an enhancement and not to, I don't want to borrow the term because it's not directly connected to a neighborhood watch, but it's really a, an extra layer, if you think about it that way, of an, an enhancement to the neighborhood watch. It allows people who may not be able to afford the individual doorbell devices to join that neighborhood portal without having a device and still keep in contact with people around them confidentially, anonymously about matters that go on in their community. So it really is two and threefold for us. We also talked to CBS technology consultant Larry Maggot, who tells us while it's been widely adopted nationwide, there's really no data yet on how effective it's actually been. And there are still some lingering concerns about increased police surveillance and privacy. I think we've all come to expect that when you're in a in business area, there are going to be business cameras, banks, and other storefronts with video surveillance. But now it's in our neighborhood as we walk our dogs or go for a family stroll or our kids play in the street, they're being recorded. But that's not all. The Los Angeles Business Journal reports this week that Amazon's key service could actually help their delivery drivers and customers maintain a safe physical distance during this pandemic. That's because it allows them to securely drop off packages inside entryways and garages without having to physically hand it to customers. And that's it for now. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at waki.net.